Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozniak, and I'm excited to share with you the Streakers Gaming app, founded by Craig Weisenfels out of Barrie, Ontario. Since early July 2022, Craig and his team have been working with the Backers Network, including myself and Justin Fox, to promote Streakers Gaming Inc., a sports betting app that he created in order to maximize your enjoyment, knowledge, and excitement of watching sports. Instead of betting against the house on your favorite team, participants only place bets against one another in a private group, in one-on-one challenges, or in a general challenge involving other members of the Streakers gaming community. Many people are aware of the annual tradition in Canada of taking part in the office NHL hockey pool or the fantasy NFL football league with your friends. You may also be familiar with many of the popular sports betting apps or online casinos that allow you to make personal bets against the house. These tend to be high risk and can be quite stressful, particularly if you place a significant wager amount. In fact, many people shy away from such betting for fear that it is too risky. As one of my friends recently said when I told him of the Streakers Gaming app, I've always been hesitant to do online betting, but perhaps this is a safe and easy platform. The Streakers Gaming app provides you with a risk-free environment to try out your betting skills on all your favorite sports, including traditional sports like hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and tennis, but also the not-so-obvious sports like UFC fighting, women's rugby, and esports such as Overwatch, Call of Duty, League of Legends, and Dota. The Streakers Gaming app is available for download on both Apple and Android devices. Download the app today to access your first 50 tokens for free and start placing your free bets on this week's featured sports. Have a great day. Good evening and welcome to the Streakers Streaklers, the Streakers <laughs> Weekly Sports Rundown. Uh, for the weekend at 18th September, uh, 2022. Greg, I get this wrong every time. Streakers and streakly. What is this? What is with me? I know you, you've been streaking too much. I don't know. Well, we got, I think we're, we're due for another live stream on that. But look, anyway, I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and joining me in the Streakers Sports Booth. Oh, wait. In the Sports Booth is Craig Weisenfels, the CEO and co-founder of Streakers Gaming. Is that, evening, did I get that right, Craig? <laughs> you certainly did. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we got, we got a team behind. We got a team behind us. So, <laughs> well, I just this is actually for that tongue twister. I didn't realize. I just can't get it out. I'm gonna, for now, I'm gonna let you introduce this uh, <laughs> this weekly rundown. So, Craig, what's what are the sports headlines you want to cover this week? Well, I think the big news, uh, if you're a fan or not, is the the retirement of Roger Federer uh, from tennis. That was uh, pretty big. And then uh, we continue to get closer to October and the playoffs uh, for MLB. And uh, Aaron Judge continuously uh, surprises us all with record-breaking. It's incredible. We'll we'll run that down because that's incredible. And then we had the, I think, NCAA. We had a little that Cinderella story. I wanted to follow up on the Marshall, the fighting herd of Marshall. (laughs) Oh, that that, I look forward to that. Yeah, that was a big game. And then, uh, well, uh, just fresh off uh, the wire was uh, the ladies' basketball there, NBA, uh, the Aces, finally champions. Well, let's start with that. So the. Las Vegas Aces, and they defeated Connecticut Sun. Was it best of five only? Best of five, yeah. This is uh, the first uh, championship for the Aces in, uh, since uh, their 
25 years in the league. They yeah. were no about having great regular seasons, but couldn't finish off the playoffs. So they uh, they finally uh, they finally uh, put that to bed. So was it? Be- did they win three games to one? I didn't even see. I, oh, sorry, really- they won. Uh, yeah, so they won uh, three to one. Okay. Okay. So lost. That's off to the women's uh, NBA. Uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Aces. We'll put that in the episode notes. A little more. Re- I put a little more stats on that because it's just. I literally there was so much to cover on the Roger Federer and the you know the everything. I just it's so it's tough to catch everything, but we'll we'll give it some due. We'll give, definitely have the episode notes to cover that up. Oh yeah, and with NFL every Sunday and NCAA now, it uh, seems to go down the. Uh, the list a bit, but uh, we cannot forget about the the long season that the ladies had and uh, yeah, chip the aces. Just uh, congratulations to the aces. So well, last week we did cover Sue Bird and congratulations to her for retiring. I think she won four national championships or the, the women's NBA or something like it. Wasn't it four or three or four? Yeah, I believe it was four. Yes. Yeah, then you get get lost with her record with the you know the five Olympics, uh, five summer Olympics. So. But uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it just gets overshadowed with all the other men's sports out there and, and hats off to the toughness of the, of the women, that league, you know, particularly Los Angeles, Vegas, uh, Las Vegas aces, 25 years in the league and finally winning the first. So I, you know, you and I just need to watch, we need, do we, we have that in this streakers, you have it in streakers, right? It's in streakers yet. Yeah. Uh, by the time we had streakers launched, it was sort of in the playoffs, not a yeah. lot of games. So next year, with all the the media now, we're seeing it uh, on the regular season and on uh, local television. So um, I think next year they got a lot of momentum, and uh, from the crowd reaction uh, at these playoff games, yeah. it was it looked pretty intense. So I wonder what the attendance was. Do you know the attendance, the final attendance for the last game? That's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure, but it it looked pretty packed. So I don't know if that's just the lower bowl or. Or upper bowl, but you got to estimate at least 10,000 10, plus. So, all right. Look so, we'll look at awesome. that. We'll put that in the episode notes. And thank you, ladies, for a wonderful season for the, all of them. I mean, I I had never really followed the women's uh, basketball much, you know, and this is, I think now, you know, there's there's credence for us to be putting us or you putting into the Streakers app. And and for us on a weekly thing where we can get more women's sports into the, into our weekly update. Oh, exactly. All right, well, let's turn to the, let's turn to the ruffians. And no way, you have your own little lady in the background. It sounds like. Yes, a uh, little one here trying to get her to go to bed, but she wanted to join for uh, the podcast uh, tonight. So we have what's her. a shout out to your young lady? What's her name? Little Amelia. She's just turned two, so uh, well, learning. Uh, she watched football with uh, Daddy <laughs> yesterday and a little bit this morning. And yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Amelia. Well, we'll get you. We'll get Honestly, you covered. We'll get your coverage. Today, so. <laughs> Do cover dad's going to get you into gymnastics and everything and everything else. So, oh, and yet a wide variety of sports and <laughs> see where see what she wants to uh, gravitate to. So, <laughs> okay, so the NFL, I, I you are pretty excited about the Thursday night game, and I'm going to let oh. you run that down. Well, I don't know if uh, you saw the backers video that uh, I met up with Justin when I was in Vancouver, yeah, and uh, we had a uh, at one of the uh, pubs there to had a quick beer. And uh, we're watching the game. And at the time, I believe, uh, anyway, I'd like San Diego to cover anyway. Um, and well, first a- of all, that's a full point right there. You made a mistake. <laughs> it is not San Diego any longer. It's oh my the goodness, LA Chargers. The LA Chargers. That- I keep saying that. See, bad habit. I, I remember them as the, char- as the Chargers. So oh, I know. I San know. Diego. It's, uh, Come no, on, it's- Dan Fouts. <laughs> See, you're, you're too young to remember Dan Fouts, but he was a, he was a legend in his day. And you know, John, John said, uh, San Diego on a, on a sportscast last Monday because I was kicking myself 
we're not saying uh, LA when yeah. uh, said the Chargers. So anyway, I didn't. Uh, I don't feel as bad, but I guess it's, uh, <laughs> it happens. But LA Chargers, I like them four and a half. They did lose, but they did cover the spread. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Casey. I mean, just, Casey. They were. What well, was LA was running down. Hebert was running down, uh, driving down, and he picked it off at the nine one yard line. And literally, the guy ran it back. The defenseman ran it, the the uh, DB ran it. He he basically jumped the run, and jumped the route, and he and picked it off and ran for ninety nine yards. It was incredible. Oh, and and going into that game, that the Chargers quarterback Hebert, like, did you hear the? He's I believe he sustained some rib injury. I don't know if they're broken, but he's had sustained some rib injury. But he stayed in the game. Yeah. Uh, almost brought them back. So talk about toughness. <laughs> He's one tough quarterback. <laughs> no, he got rocked. I saw. I watched again. He got rocked twice. Like he and they were they were legitimate hits. Like they just just as he threw the ball, he got hit, and he was grabbing his rib. But he, you know, he was chasing down on that one. This was the, before he got hurt, though. He did chase down the guy who intercepted him. I, I wish I had the name of that, but he was he was the last one chasing him down. <laughs> Oh, well, when he got intercepted there, supposedly, I believe it was the tight end, rookie tight end, he was calling for a replacement before that play. He oh. seemed to be gassed. And I don't know if he gave up on the play or whatever, but yeah. sort of uh, that's – it was, and then that cost them the game because they pretty much controlled that whole – They uh, did. They did. Game. I mean, Kansas City did win, uh, but they came back at the end, charged it all the way after Hebert was injured. Uh, so, yeah, they, they're, they're solid. I mean, just watching them, the way they marched down the field, solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then today, Trey Lance goes down for San Francisco. Seems to be a season injury, ankle, uh, broken ankle. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Bay Area with uh, Garoppolo. Uh, got them the first win today. They rocked, they rocked the Seahawks. I mean, I, Seahawks played pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, yeah. they, I think last week they played well because of the hype with Russell back yeah. and everybody yeah. sort of play up to those games. And then you go on the road. I don't know if... Uh, I'm telling you, Geno Smith. It's, it's a division rivalry, too, so... Uh, I don't know. I think San Francisco, after losing in Chicago last week, they're pretty motivated to uh, get the W. Well, okay, but that I mean, last week's game was it was with uh, Chicago was a rain. That was just that's what I mean. Anything could have happened, and obviously they should have won that game. (laughs) But I, I, you know, I believe you know. For me, as a diehard, used to be a a diehard Seahawks fan going back to Jim Zorn in the days. But literally, if you you know the last week's game, I'm like Denver was the old division rival. I mean, going back. Obviously today, uh, San Francisco is in the in the West, but they used to be in the American League. Uh, they used to be in the AFC as well. Seattle used to be, but I'm like, God, just pathetic. I thought, you know, G- why get Geno Smith? There are plenty of young quarterbacks. Why bring an old uh, dog? I just no, you know, he's, he hasn't perfor- He's done nothing in the league. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Totally okay. Agree. Well, let's move on because a couple of games, I literally was watching Cleveland because I picked Cleveland in, in my in the pool, right? And I thought. They're definitely going to beat the Jets. And I forgot about Flacco. And guess what he did? Flacco threw up four touchdowns, 307 yards, and no INTs. And they last-minute win, 31-30 over Cleveland. I could not believe that. Did not did Cleveland, weren't they winning convincingly? Or? Oh, yes. Yeah. I said, I'm like, this game's over. This game's over. Yeah, they, they – and I don't know what happened. I just didn't see the highlights. I just saw the end of it. Like, yeah. And then, okay, so one thing I did, I went to, uh, I went to my Twitter – and Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a diehard Jets fan. And, oh, <laughs> and he was screaming, and they they did this thing. It was funny, like you know, you think they won the Super Bowl. You got to see it for the people out there, for the two listeners. You have to see Gary Vaynerchuk's reaction to the the Jets winning. But anyway, hats off to the Jets and Flacco. 
Like I, I always liked Flacco back in the day, and they won the Super Bowl, right, with the Ravens. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't another think come from behind was the uh, Arizona of, uh, Arizona Cardinals. They seemed to be down. I think they were down twenty to three or twenty nothing at some point, and uh, they won in overtime, uh, 29-23 fumble return for a touchdown. Nice, nice. Wait, who did they play? A lot of comebacks here. So <laughs> today, well, and the Dolphins beat the Ravens, which is you know I read the pregame on that. And they were, I, I just thought the Ravens they, at home, the Ravens would take it. And Dolphins came 42 38, convincing 42 38. I mean, must have been a barn burner for, uh, uh, you know, in terms of points back and forth. Oh, yeah. But Don, I, I believe the Dolphins are that sleeper team of the year that uh, <laughs> I think they'll be. They'll, they got they'll a defense. Wow. They, they literally have a defense. Apparently, they, they, they just really, uh, last week was against the Patriots, right? They just really. Uh, we're all over the court. So, the, you know, it'd be interesting to see the Dolphins. So we're going to look a little closer this week at the picks. For sure. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, don't uh, – Tua is on a mission and that yeah. – They had high expectations last year, but I believe it a lot of early season uh, injuries. So I think they pretty much got the same team. And, yeah, they, they should do well this year. So Now, Jacksonville, 24-0 over the Colts. And I, I think I picked them in the pool uh, in one of the sports booths. But it was – just because you know they if you look at the pregame write up they had a nine and one record or something like that against the spread, um, uh, against, and I don't know if it was against the Colts, but there was there was some weird thing, and I'm like ah, but yeah, so twenty four nil over the Colts. Well, that, that we took them in the uh, the survivor pool last week, the Colts, and uh, thinking that they would have uh, had, I guess they had Wentz last year, they got Ryan this year, thinking that they'd still have some uh, yeah, Matty Ryan, three score. Yep. And uh, yeah, I didn't touch. I didn't see them this week, but uh, that's very surprising. But Jacksonville, yeah, that's uh, to shut them out. Is I don't uh, know who the I don't know who their quarter who's their quarterback? If it there's oh, nothing, that's, uh, Sunshine Trey Lawrence. So okay, all right. Well, let's let's move on. Um, look, there's probably more NFL games we could talk about, but let's talk about Roger Federer. He's yeah. resigned. He's 41. He managed wow. to put up some impressive numbers. There's anything you want to say about Roger Federer before I go into the stats? Well, looking at, uh, I know we we're going to talk about him, just looking at all his, we can talk about the 20 majors that he won and, and everything, but he had an 82%. Yes, yeah, I literally, I, like, I narrowed in on that as well. Over 1,500 games, he's, he's won 82%. Like, is that insane? Legitimate matches against pros, right? And 1,251 wins versus 275 losses. Yeah, that was the stat that that jumped off the page. It's like, oh my goodness, eighty two percent of the time he's winning. So, is that uh, so I got I got to tell you before I go, I want to give a couple more stats there. But a long time ago, we lived in Dubai, and we were waiting. It was a you know massive queue to get into the the passport control, and this guy gets herded up or shirt. Uh, he was actually right behind Roger Federer and his two sons, or two I don't know, two children were right behind us, literally in line. I think my my younger daughter said hello or something. I don't, you know, it was, it was just, it was like this surreal moment. He was, yeah. oh, right, yes. he was, he was right behind us. Cause we had, for some reason we had flown business class. And so he was, we were in that, that queue and he just he rolled up behind us. It was a weird thing. I didn't, I didn't even know what to say. It says, ah, you're in for, I just, I think I said you're in town for the Dubai, whatever it was. Cause it was that Christmas time. Right. And there's a, there's a tournament that comes up uh, or something, whatever it was in, in January. And I'm like, and there was Roger Federer. That was it. That oh. is, but but I have to say, my daughter was a ball kid. Two of my daughters were ball kids at the Dubai tournament, duty free tournament. Oh, okay. And they literally handed a towel. One of them, she—I don't think we have the video anywhere, but 
she literally handed the towel to Roger Federer, you know, during his uh, match oh, or whatever. That's so pretty cool. That's yeah. Pretty cool. So uh, that's just that. I mean, not that I'm not putting any claim to fame on that, but you know, it's a little touch of our girls were close to Roger Federer at one point, and I was right next to him. So. Well, it's amazing, that, and especially at that time, to know that the career that he had, yeah. and 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 to keep at that pace. I know that he uh, he always talks about his fire and ice, where uh, sort of the way he carries himself uh, on and off the off the court and even on the court. So never to lose your composure. So uh, no, it's well, very interesting and very interesting story that he has. No, I mean he played some incredible. Just to watch some of his matches, he he would just come. Back. I I even I remember taking tennis lessons years ago. And the, you know, the, the, the instructor said, you just, just like Roger Federer, when you do the backhand, he goes, you grab the, you know, kind of like you just, when, where he releases, he puts his arms out. So you hold it and then you release, you hold it and release. And it was like this, I'll never forget that. And it was just, that's exactly, he, he looked the same. Any match I ever watched him, his backhand, he had that same precision, but so he had 130 million. His shot uh, was the one-handed backhand, wasn't it? That was his go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and, but this then, is his form, right? His form, and he had 103 singles titles and 100. And, I thought it was 130 million in career winnings, so it's not too shabby. I think he gets eight million from Rolex or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, then, yeah, then he did the endorsements, right? It's probably triple his earnings, his endorsements yeah. from Nike or whoever else, whoever else. But it, it must be with these like great tennis players, like because he only won once. They said in the at the French, uh, I think he won it in 2009. Oh yeah, so here it is. Yeah, so 20 Grand Slams, eight yeah. Wimbledon. Six Australians, five U.S. Opens, and one French Open. So they must have sort of a a, a preference of the surface because, for as good as he is, he, he like to only win once there on on uh, on the clay. Yeah, I think he was a hardcore. He was a hardcore specialist, but ain't Wimbledon as well as grass, so soft. I, but well, Nadal, he I think he hit up against Nadal because I think Nadal's like won fourteen U.S. French Opens or something like that. That so, that well that that's true too because. He dominates that tournament. Yeah. So you're going up against, you know, in his the same exactly. era, right? So they were they're playing at the same time. If you, I imagine, I didn't look at that, but if you drilled that down, he, he was the runner up. That's a good stat to check, actually. Yeah. Because you're right, because going against Nadal and uh, I guess Djokovic. Was and Djokovic. Just, yeah. yeah Djokovic, so it's a, if you take those three together and then line them up and say, you know, they, I think they're all in the 20s into Grand Slam. I think Nadal's the, the most, or or Fed or Djokovic, but still, you know, 20 Grand Slams. Those three, literally, the last uh, 20, 30 years, right? So, or 20 years, 20 oh, years. Like, yeah, exactly. That's about almost 60, 60 plus Grand Slam. Yeah. yeah. So, all no, right. Was- well, Roger, I mean, hats off to Roger. And, and yeah, yeah, it's got a classic. I don't know who does the Nike. He's got the RF, like, it's just, it's a, it's a real classy kind of uh, look. You see the way he, he retired, like the uh, the video and the, and the words and the way that he, it's just, it was so elegant the way he just went out. <laughs> Well, I didn't see that, but um, oh, no, yeah, he did some video and sort of like uh, explained his career and nice. and the fans and and it probably made five or six minutes long, but very classy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's, hats off to to Roger. So, or caps off. I don't know what you call it, caps off, or what do you do in tennis? But um, <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Let's move on. I just want to give a little kudos to our evil evil, evil geniuses uh, out of Seattle. Yes, they, you're talking about this. Let's hear more. The esports team, uh, I, yeah, I think they play. And again, what I didn't think they were Counter Strike because LC is LCS Counter Strike or CS:GO. Yeah, CS:GO, yeah. Counter- so it was an LCS tournament that they won this. So, but the apparently the Evil Geniuses is the first time they've won 
Um, it was kind of a home court uh, thing. The, the, the Europeans tend, I think, to dominate in this sport. I got, we, I need to drill down a little bit more. Yeah. Just time permitting. But so they, they, they won the Fragadelphia 17 over a team called Europe, a European team called Big Omen Academy. So this was apparently the premier North American event. So that what got my attention was they won the first time on home ground this uh, this uh, Counter Strike tournament. So, but the final two teams they split hundred grand in fr- hundred thousand dollars in prize pools. So it's not too shabby. No, not at all. <laughs> so they, that, yeah, that's I don't have much on the evil the evil sports the the esports this week. But uh, you know, again you know give them get kind of like the women's nba they don't get a lot of coverage on the mainstream i guess media no and and i think uh, well you see more and more uh, on the social media and they do pretty good jobs with the uh, individual teams yeah. and get themselves out there but yeah once it starts to mind you uh some of these the east or uh, some of these espn sports that they're carrying on espn 8 and 12 and all that are getting very interesting so well i don't know basket weaving is you know the the sewing circle has been the the competition is really tough. The needles have been jabbing everywhere. You know, what I mean, I think the other night I watched the uh, the world's number one ranked beanbag club tosser. So oh, come on, where are they going to have that cornhole thing? What is it called? The court, you know, like cornhole was, toss. Come yeah, on, yeah, the world championship on I think it was ESPN eight or something like that. So see, that's just pathetic because the esports to my to my mind is and there's so many of them, right? But I get whatever, it's fine. They're not. It's not mainstream. OTT needs some OTTs need to pick this up. Some over the top media, you know, whoever. Maybe we'll grade our own. We'll call the streakers OTT. These social media accounts, like there's hundreds of thousands of followers and and everything. So, Millions, right? Yeah, okay. it, it's wild how it's. Uh, mind you, we we still got a little bit of time, so let's see uh, what happens. I know one thing is uh, there's four TV broadcasters up for this Live Golf contract. Uh, broadcast so i don't know if you've seen live golf i know we're changing subjects here but no 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 that's fine so this is so i haven't seen it i heard about the controversy but so tell tell me what's is it is a new tournament being out there well it's a new league golf league that's competing with pga and and throughout the whole year you hear some of these major golf major uh major golfers going over and signing with this uh yeah so it hasn't really been on tv and Flicking through here this afternoon, it was on TV. I actually got to watch three or four holes of it. So it's a three-day. Live is basically 54 holes, um, another short form for 54 holes. Um, and it's team-based. So you're sort of on the, on the left hand of the screen. You have the leaderboard, but they all yeah. are part of a team of four. And it's the, so you have the winner of the tournament, which Cameron Smith won today. Okay. Uh, and his team came tied for third. And then you have Dustin Johnson. I think oh, yeah. he had second, but his team won the overall tournament. So um, it, it what? And mind you, I watched three or four holes because it's usually not on television here. Um, but the, but where were you watching? It? So it's called. Is it called Live Golf? L I V or L I V Golf? Yeah, Live Golf. Oh, uh, okay. So a uh, lot of lot of controversy with some of the players going over and and uh, sort of as more like a, a weekly Ryder Cup where you had the teams and. And it's a shotgun start. So everybody's on the course. Oh, nice. Starting on a different hole. I guess yeah. the, it depends on where you are in the standing. So. I like that. I like that start, right? Yeah, it seemed it seemed uh, to be, yeah, it seemed to have to be uh, happening. I think this, yeah, this week was in Chicago. So, um, but yeah, a lot of money behind it, supposedly the prize. So they don't do that typical. So the typical PGA is where they, 
they get the, the guy the pairings line up and at hole one all all players start a hole one all at the same time yeah so they'll start their tee off times at what yeah. say i don't yeah. know 7 a.m and go until what two o'clock two ten until you get the final round out now earlier in the rounds you'll have the pair or your trio so three players and then as you get into the weekends and they make that uh the cut yeah uh, you field in half basically you'll have uh two players uh going off at a time but this is incredible this this reminds me now okay we'll forget we'll, we can talk about the controversy but this reminds me it's because it's a new league it reminds me of some of like you know rugby sevens right yeah i remember back in the day oh you know nobody you can't play it's not a real game rugby sevens is huge now right globally if you take it if you take it on the the, the scent the sense of how much traction they get and it's a more exciting game you get more teams from countries that aren't known normally don't you know don't participate in the world the world events of 15-man teams or whatever it is right so that i like that and then there's cricket i mean cricket is you know, as much as as paint it's like watching paint dry right but if you these these one day events or one day they're called odls and they're just more exciting this sounds like what you've just the live golf just sounds like more exciting they make it better for the fans and the people and, and even the players no, I, and I, then yeah, I think for the players, like if you're part of a team and you're say, I don't know, 10, 12 shots off, you still got to finish off. Yeah. Your round. You're, you're still adding to your team score. Yeah. yeah. Um, mind you, I don't know if they've gotten through a full, like, I'd like to see what happens at the end of the year with the teams, but I thought that was pretty cool. Like you're not into, you're just not individual. You're, you're representing your team as well. So I like that. It just changes the game. Like I think major league baseball could probably have something, you know what I mean? Like just make it, some more exciting thing because you and I talked last week about some of the, you know, rule trying change. to yeah. rule changes or speed up the game a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's a, these are the things that really make a difference. Like if you take the three HL hockey, I know Justin's Justin Fox of the backers network, he's got three HL hockey, the original which, creator of that uh, three on three hockey. Yeah. So. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's what they do in the playoffs or, or when there's a penalty or in the playoffs or in the playoff in overtime during the regular season, they play three on three, you know, it makes it quick. It's just a long drawn out kind of trapping game where you just, nobody ever, they just go for the, the shootouts or whatever. Right. You know, yeah. In overtime. So that, these little things like what you just described, live golf. I, I want to come back to this and, and cover it more depth because we do want to, we want to cover some of the NCAA and, and I think we've got some stuff to let's cover NCAA. And then we'll end up with the major league baseball. Football. Yeah. So we'll start with NCAA football. <laughs> Your Marshall Heard. <laughs> well, okay. So the Cinderella team from last week, and you brought my, I never heard of the Marshall Thundering Herd, and they beat Notre Dame last week. And then I flipped on the telly, okay, the back to TV, but I, I flipped on, and there was the NFL Network covering right there, Bowling Green. They played against this week, Marshall played against Bowling Green. When I got on the game, they were leading 14 0, and then it ended up 34 to 31 in overtime. Bowling Green won the game. So they play some pretty good ball. Yeah, no, uh, you know what? They're always usually, uh, uh, they got a good program and it's it's when they beat those bigger teams, right? They start yeah. to pay attention more to them. So, so what, let's touch a little bit about that thing you talked about. So they're pay, so Marshall got paid by Notre Dame and how does that work? Well, I, I don't know about in regards to like, it, but typically how it works is these bigger programs will, I don't know if they have a bidding or whatever, but uh they need they they sort of have a um want to make sure that their fans get like world class teams and and are entertained. But it seems like they get they get some of these uh, lower programs to come in and pay them to play 
um, how that works in regards to league play or, or anything like that. But just it was interesting to read this article on uh, on some of these bigger programs and how they uh, pay these smaller programs to come in for a regular season game. So, well, I guess maybe it's got to do with sponsorship and getting coverage. TV, you know, maybe it's not all cash compensation, but maybe help some of them to help them with their costs because there are, you know, some of these big these big schools have huge alumni budgets and yeah, and they have, I guess they have a season seed season yeah. seed program that they need to make sure that they they keep happy with the programming and yeah. scheduling. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you like, there were some big scores yesterday, big blow eggs by some of these big, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I went NCAA pool, right? Some of the games I was like, I'll just go. There's no way they're going to beat 49, you know, 49 point spread. And I know who got it was 59 to nothing. I mean, they lost, Michigan over UConn. I think it was the first time in the history that Michigan was favored by more than 50 points. This is insane. And they were covering the spreads on some of those stupid numbers. I, I next, I got to just believe those spreads and go the other way. I don't know. Oh, it's, that's why that's why Vegas always tricks you with those bigger spreads. So it's it's, it's insane. Not- the numbers were just and some of those spreads were just huge. And I, you know, I, I wish I'd, I'd looked at some of the scores, but there were it, there were some phenomenal big wins, like really. Yeah, yeah, big big spreads that we're covering. So did Alabama? They must. I think they had like a fifty point. They were up, somebody yeah, won seventy to nil. Like I, uh, I think Alabama was like six. I think they scored like sixty three points. Yeah. I think 63 to seven or something like that. They win. <laughs> well, look, let's okay. NCAA. Thank you for bringing such exciting games. Oh, this but, week just, yeah, no, nothing, uh, no shockers or anything like that. Yeah. Other, the big schools continued to, uh, continue to roll. roll. So, all right, let's go to baseball. Let's go. To, let's oh. talk about, okay. I, I, first of all, let's, before we go to Aaron judge, cause he's amazing. The blue Jays this week, they played some phenomenal ball against the Rays. And the big story for me is is Bo Bichette. Have you heard about Bo Bichette? Is he? You know what? Before he went on this tangent, they said he had was in a one big slump, and the only person who was hard on him is himself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you'll I guess you got some statistics, but I know he sort of just went off here in the last month, hitting just shy of like four eighty three or something like that. I yeah, heard, he so. was he hit just five hundred in a span. There was a, there's just about five hundred. He's on a ten game hitting streak. And his average overall is 283, which, again, I, you know, you and I talked last week, you know, a little bit about statistics and eras and, you know, like, do they make sense? But just think about it. I mean, that's, you know, three out of every 10 at bat, he's hitting, you know, he gets a hit. But to get it over a long haul, 860 game season, right? But he's hit 24 home runs. And he's got 89 RBIs. I mean, in my number, me in my in my day, that's a respectable. I don't care what era, what John, those are respectable numbers for the season. So oh, for shortstop, those are insane numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So he's hitting on a tear last couple of weeks. He's really helping the Blue Jays make a run for October. Um, they they do have a lead over just a short lead over Tampa, half a half a game and two over Seattle. So they look like they could make the playoffs, but they got some big, big uh, matches coming up. Yeah, well, I think they played the Yankees. Well, they're only five and a half out of the Yankees. Yeah. Seems like a lot, but I do believe they play the Yankees a few times coming down the stretch. So it'll be definitely interesting, even if they can catch the Yankees. But you always got the Rays right behind you too. And oh, they uh, are they are pesky. They beat Seattle's them. been playing well, and yeah. Baltimore I think has fallen off a little bit, and uh, and the Red Sox. Obviously. Yeah, well the Ray, the Jays beat them over the weekend. They beat them on a three game. I think a three game, two out of three. They they took on a three game set from the O's. Yeah. So the. Talking about the Yankees, uh, Aaron Judge is is incredible. I just literally the guy. He's like, you be the judge. 
tell me what you know, and I'll I'll give you any statistics. I'll fill in. So, what were you, what were your thoughts on Aaron Judge this week? Oh, absolutely insane! I mean, I, I love Aaron Judge. Just the massive man he is, and the records like he's first across the board. He just hit what fifty eight and fifty nine. Yeah, uh, I think he's got what eleven multi game home runs. However, I, I heard that he's never had a, a, a three game home run. Uh, a mul- oh, a, the poor guy. He'll get it one day. Exactly. He's he's reached base what in eighteen consecutive games, hitting over a thousand, or his OPS is uh, over a base thousand. percentage. Yeah. Yeah, and um, no, it's he's just uh, continuous. Like what he's two off of Maris. Uh, yeah. They project him to hit around sixty-five. So I think Sosa was sixty-six. So it'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what he hits here. So, well, I mean, I, you know, this is back to that asterisk year. Roger Maris hit sixty-one. I don't even know what it is. You know, I mean, you probably ask any baseball fan; they probably don't even know what that asterisk is. It was it a it was a what what's the asterisk on Roger Maris is sixty-one? Do you remember? Well, I think because of the the the, it's about the steroid era. I think more of the asterisks are on the other guys than uh, oh, than me. Okay, okay. So could judge win? So the asterisks, yeah. <laughs> okay, so could judge win the triple crown? Oh, the, who was the asterisks around then? It was around. Uh... Well, it would have been around Bonds, Maguire, okay. Sosa. Okay. I think Naris was more of the, depending on whose eyes you ask or whatever, but more okay. of that natural era so yeah however, well, you, want to judge it, however you want to judge it i know again judge you a hundred mile an hour baseball yeah four something feet yeah no matter what <laughs> and if you can continue to do it over 700 times over your yeah. career yeah uh, this is the majors right so it's the best of the best exactly so judge could win the triple crown and i i i, yeah, I haven't heard these words since the running of the seattle slough but um the secretariat or what you know the triple crown in in, in horse racing but so that's home runs, RBIs, and batting average. So let's go through. Let's go. He's leading the league in home runs. He's, he's well over that. He's going to win the home run hitting 22 over Alvarez. He leads Alvarez of Houston, has 22 less than a judge. RBIs, he leads the league right now. He's got 127. He's 15 uh, RBIs over Ramirez of Cleveland. Now, the batting average, I, this, is, this is pretty cool. He's right up there. He's in second place. He's tied for second place. He's one behind in percentage points. He's batting 316. He's one behind the Twins batter, Luis uh, uh, Alvarez. I think it's Alvarez or Arias uh, of at 317. Yeah, right there. So those so, are just, I don't, it's incredible. So if you think of it, and I, I can't remember who's that home run. 400 is some, there's was, there was, there was 400 is the batting average, like the, I think the, the record. We got to look at this because, it, you know, to hit 400, you got to imagine, right? This guy, this guy's batting, incredible batting. He's not even, you know, not even close to 400, right? 350. Some of the, so you think about it, right? This is, this isn't Roger Federer, 82%. This is 30%, right? Just over 30%. Oh, no, exactly. But that, that's a good batting. Like anytime you hit over 300 and it's incredible. It's it, incredible. And to do it over 160, what do they yeah. play? 162 games, 163 games. So, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like Bo Bichette, like he's seeing the ball, right? They were, they just say there's some batters, they just see the ball, right? So you, cause you go into slumps, some batters go into tr- just amazing slumps, right? They're just forever. Oh, All no, right. exactly. Well, and now we have the, well, here, let's get your thought on this. So you have the MLB rate or ML, MVP race. So you'd have judge in the American league and you have that, uh, uh, showtime over Atani down in Anaheim, who's, yeah. who I believe has hit, what, 32 home runs. So he, the kid can hit 
any pitches. So I believe his ERAs are somewhere. Oh, yes. He's won 13. He's 13 and 8, 283 ERA or something like that. So I think believe Anaheim is 20, 25 games under five or under their record. I think they're 60 and 88 or something like that. Obviously, the Yankees are leading their division. How would you score an MVP? Would you include how your team did, or would you sort of look at it? Okay, this is an individual uh, performance record. Team record doesn't matter. And so, how how would you sort of score the American uh, American League MVP? Well, first of all, I, I don't know enough, but I, you know, for these kind of things, you know, there's sort of an overall complete player. If a pitcher is batting that level, he's yeah. a complete player, right? Yeah. I. You know, but then you got Aaron Judge with all these uh, RBIs and batting average and home runs. It's a tough one. And then you got to also they do the same with they do it with the team. How good is the team doing and how are they contributing? Because they do that in the NFL, right? MVP or whatever. I do they judge it? Does it judge? Does Aaron Judge? Do they vote as player? Who votes for this one? I believe it's like I believe you're. I don't know if you're. I believe it's a, it's an association or a group of professional um, reporters and. Yeah. And executives, I, I'm assuming that make up the the voting, and I guess they would get a list of uh, how would they vote and everything. But um, some would include the team, some don't, because it's again that individual record um, overall. So it will be interesting because of both are having just an absolute phenomenal year, and Atani avoiding the uh, injury list this year because I think he's been plagued by injuries the last couple. But to your point, if you're hitting and pitching, but um, on the other level, my my analogy is like, okay, you got Aaron Judge, Yankees, meaningful games. They're going to want to continuously play playoff baseball Craig, right under the street. Craig, sorry about that. We lost the uh, the connection there. But so I just wanted to get this. So the you called him Showtime. Is that his nickname? The, the, Los, the Los Angeles Angels player. Yes. Shohei Otani. I just Googled it because, okay. So he's nicknamed. Uh, he's a Japanese professional baseball player. Okay. So he, he, he bats, what's his average? So what is he doing? So give it, let's just run this down because I want to give him due credence here. Oh, I believe he's a, what a batting average. I think he hits around 270. Yeah. Um, if not, I believe he's pitching 2.43 RA or yeah. so. So, but I believe he hits around 270, but and I think he has home, 32 home runs? Dingers, home runs, 32 or 34 dingers on the year. <laughs> and he's well, only, you know, there's a Cy Young award, right? Is he, is he close to a Cy Young? It's, I guess, you know, if you if you think of the uh, the whole thing, right? No, because I think he's what he's thirteen and eight on the win loss okay. record. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, good. Like it's just incredible, right? For the guy, a power hitter as a as a pitcher, it's incredible. I I don't know where the threshold is. I think if you could give a number two voting, but they tend to go with the hitters, right? They tend to go anyway. Yeah, but the, yeah, you know what? I'm just looking at his stats here. Strikeouts, 196 strikeouts on the year. So he wow. is an elite pitcher, yeah. along with being an elite hitter that hits over 30 home runs. And, That's insane. And, and think so. Yeah, no, he is. He is quite a talent. And uh, but the argument is like Judge versus Otani. Like it's it. It'll be interesting. Uh, they they definitely got their uh, hands full this year on picking that MVP. Well, the voting, yeah. I mean, it's like. It's just, it's kind of like when, you know, when the, I just, I just don't know what, I can't even give, make a comparison, right? There was a picture, or there's a, there's a guy I see in TikTok. He kept, comes on my feet all the time. He's a left handed and right handed football. He throws both ways. Like it's oh. incredible. It's, it's absolutely insane. 
and the power he shows on both sides. It's not like he's a kind of he just he literally spins around and show he has two balls in, in one in each hand and he throws it. So you know that kind of stuff is you know it's just the game is changing. So if a if a pitch pitcher is coming up like this, wow, he just almost said in his own you know category, right? Oh, and he, yeah, he he definitely does with that uniqueness of being a a phenomenal pitcher, but also a phenomenal phenomenal. I like that, right? Like, just think of it logistic. I just hate. I don't hate it, but he, the pitcher they kind of coddle them. They have a designated hitter in American League, right? Well, they do now. They took that away. So it used to oh, be with the pitcher hits in the National. They yeah. took it away. So and but he was in the American League. So really, a team couldn't leverage his. Uh, imagine that him in the National League in that nine slot. Wait, so the Angels play now in the National League? No, they're in the American. Yeah. But oh, they don't so have the pitcher. They have the DH, which he yeah. does. But when the National League had the picture where he yeah. typically hit ninth. Yeah, um, he yeah, would exactly. definitely be a weapon as a, as a nine hitter in the National League. So, <laughs> but okay, so wait, wait, the designated hitter doesn't exist anymore. No, it does in both leagues. In the senior circuit, which is the National League, yeah, and why it has that name, I have no idea. But no, no, I know. The well, of, there's two, there's two uh, football the senior circuit. They used to have the pitcher hit. Now they went the designated hitter. So okay, but he can hit if he wants. Oh, they. I believe they have him hitting as the DH. Yes, <laughs> Anaheim. Okay, still so the DH. Okay, so now nationally adopted the DH. I didn't know that because remember yeah, we used the to national play... league just did that. If it was this year or, or okay. last, I believe it was this year. It's first year. But so, so this to me is just, it's like the epitome because he's you know, he's got strength and power and he's throwing instead of coddling him. He's and he's looking. He's performing. This should be the norm, right? Kids coming up in, in the coming up from the minors or whatever. They should be. This should be the, the not the norm, not the exception, right? Oh That's no, what, exactly. I bet you this will start. This will be. This will change in years to come. I mean. It blows me away. Okay. Well, we're talking since well, we're talking about- like, but the last I think the last one that actually sort of was that big name was Babe Ruth, uh, being that hitter and and pitcher. So Babe Ruth was a pitcher. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. I um I don't know how much he pitched, but I know that he pitched and he hit. So because his name was up in the conversation when they were trying to debate the autonomy, uh, Otani and uh, Judge Babe Ruth. Uh, his name was thrown around. Okay, amazing. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, this is pretty cool. Okay. So the Dodgers, the last thing we should cover then is just, you know, we're down in LA, but the Dodgers, I mean, they've already they're, clinched their division already. So we still got 20 games, 20 and a half. Yeah. I mean, this is insane. This early, right? This early in September. Oh, and it's it, the, the team that, well, I think they said what nine of the last 10 years they've done it and it's just phenomenal. 10 years. And so they've won, yeah, ninth time in the last 10 seasons. Uh, they've they've clinched in now west, right? Just phenomenal dominance down there. Now, Tommy is Tommy Lasorda still there? Yeah, Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Anytime you think the, of the, the Dodgers, that's who you want to think of, though. So, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it though? And then, you know, the, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, or was is that is that is that hit that he pitched there, right? In Los Angeles Dodgers. Who? Vladimir Guerrero. The, so Vladdy Guerrero Jr. plays for the for the Blue Jays, but his dad was a big pitcher for the wasn't he for the Dodgers? No, his dad was a fielder for. Okay. <laughs> well, I know he played for a few teams, but yeah, no, he was more. Uh, okay. I, there was a big pitcher. It was Valenzuela or something like that that pitched in uh, in L.A. I can't. I think it was Valenzuela. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think I kind of know. Remember who you're talking about? But uh, yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, no, there was a lot, but that's so that's incredible. So the Dodgers, they're they're way ahead of the the Padres. 
they've got a record of 100 wins and 44 losses. So, you know, the phenomenal uh, season on there. But you know, this always happens whenever that team that wins, you know, the, the President's Trophy or whatever, they don't win the the, the World Series. You know, they it just they, they get beat out early. Yeah, it's it's I don't know if it's that little bit of downtime they get because they get the buy at the beginning. But uh, and you, you, you sort of uh, I don't know if you lose the momentum uh clinching yeah. early to get going again in the playoffs yeah. mind you it is playoff baseball you you can it's hard not to get up and these guys are professionals and i don't get it they just start studded lineup right yeah. so i'm sure yeah. that's not the issue but um but yeah no it's uh some of these teams it just takes them to well don't forget baseball's all about timing momentum and a lot of factors uh that these pitchers and that these uh these batters continuously routines. I think baseball is one of the most superstitious uh, uh, sports for players that they have their routine and yeah. they like to stick to it. And the longer you got to wait, I guess uh, throw sort of throws off their juju. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that reminds me that going back to Bo Bichette. So he tips about the mind game, right? It's, it's a mind thing, his concentration and so forth. So in the, in the Rays the Rays game, when he hit that, he hit a home run the other night and, but he literally got rocked. The, the, his chin guard got, brushed back off the plate it literally hit his chin guard and it it looked scary like it, that could have smacked into his face pretty hard but you know he was angry about that he was short you know very angry from that and then he came back and and i think he hit a double and then he hit then he hit a home run or whatever it is i mean he just that's phenomenal concentration still have that in the zone like i don't think the pitcher did on purpose but it certainly you know it throws them off the batter oh no and I, i'm sure that he doesn't he wear that mouth guard or um yeah it brushed his mouth guard that's right yeah or that shield in front that they usually have oh so it went underneath there eh oh did it go i, I don't know i did, I didn't I, see it, it oh. looked scary like they just showed the. it went it really hit it could have smacked his head or at least you know the helmet or whatever but it was it was close it was close oh that's phenomenal well craig i think we've got a, a massive sorry no all good I think we covered a lot today and uh, for the Streakers Sports Update for week of 18th of September. Thanks for, for joining me today, Craig. And I'll get that uh, enough tongue tongue twisters. Any last words uh, <laughs> that you want to drop? Did we talk CFL? We didn't talk CFL. <laughs> oh, we and we'll, uh, we'll add some extra time next week, uh, CFL, because they must be getting down to the playoffs too. So They're getting yeah. close. But have we ever talked CFL? I don't think we've ever talked CFL. But, but you know what? I, I said this morning to someone, I said that... that CFL is like a feeder now. I think more NFL players, more, uh, you know, there's more American players playing in the CFL these days. I think it helps them keep them if they don't make the cut for the NFL. I think the CFL plays an important role that way more than it did in the past. No, and and you know what? To this point, I didn't see much of the. There was a news thing when I was in Vancouver this week. They had uh, uh, about football in Canada trying to grow the game. Yeah. And I believe, uh, out in uh, BC there. The BC Lions are uh, teaming up with some uh, youth schools out of Seattle, sort of that yeah. cross border, trying to develop the the uh, the football program and Canada, which sounds uh, very promising. So hopefully that momentum can go because I don't know it it, it definitely can uh, grow a lot more and, and introduce the kids to uh, who love to play football across Canada. So I know CFL is doing a lot there, and just to your point, it's uh, well you have the Arena League now, so. Hopefully all these leagues. Oh, is Arena League college? back now? Yeah, I believe it's uh yeah down in the in the I believe they're all American teams, but yeah. no, they still have the AFL. So, okay, I didn't know that. I mean, there's there used to be the World Football League tried and 
um, <laughs> back in the day. And these things come and go, right? And there, there's a couple games played in London every year. And I think even in Berlin or, you know, the, the NFL Europe. But there was an NFL Europe League for a while. Yeah, I think Toronto had Toronto had an arena football team there. I don't know how many years, but back when I was there, uh, they had an arena football team for a couple of years. So, well, these things come and go. Some of these leagues, yeah. but the, the, Toronto you know, Phantoms, I think it was. So, <laughs> well, that's a long time ago. <laughs> well, Craig, have a great week, and uh, thank we'll you very much. Go, get out. Thank we'll you. we'll streak some more uh, during the week. We'll see you for sure during the week. But uh, until then, again, sports fans. Uh, well, I don't know if there are any sports fans listening to this, but we certainly had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Alan. Right, Everyone have a great week. You too. Cheers.